What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. I'm going to, uh, Look, I can't see it again. To have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, got- yes, all right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Miami Hurricanes, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy. Ha ha. It's the Six Red King Show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. You see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage to your What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. I still can't see I, it. I, I, it's I, so I don't weird. Know what's going on with you. Yeah, this is so weird. I, 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 I'm At this point, I think it's just my computer that's, you know, yeah, ancient, but whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Welcome back to the Six Rings Kane Show. Um, this is it, right? This is uh, our our final episode of the regular season. But we're gonna be here all season long. Trust that. Trust that. But uh, you know, we Good always, basketball team. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if uh, if, the, if basketball can cheer us up a little bit. But um, yeah, obviously, at end of the season, we're kind of hoping to get into uh into a bowl, become bowl eligible. And, uh, you know, that went downhill really quickly. Uh, so there's a lot to get to today. You know, I, w- I want to do things. Um, I kind of want to go through some grades of what you guys feel and how you guys 
you know, uh, how you guys feel about, you know, every position on the field, uh, including coaching uh, players and who you feel you want back, right? Not necessarily who you think is not going to be back, but who you want back. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're in the business of lifting up some of these players, giving them some props as well. But, uh, but also we're going to criticize because that's what we're here for. We want to be able to, you know, let you guys know that, um, you know, we love the U. We love uh, the Miami Hurricanes and their football program. Uh, but a lot of changes need to be made, I think, that, and, and a lot of things, just a lot of things need to change, period, uh, whether it's actual physical changes um, or if it's, uh, you know, um, everything else. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. <clears throat> I do, I do want to give a shout-out to Prize Picks today first, uh, Vish. Um, if we could pull up Prize Picks, uh, they are um, – an amazing sponsor here, the Six Rings Kings and Five Rings Sports Network. Um, it's it's real simple, uh, fellas, uh, ladies and gentlemen, actually. Um, just go to pricepicks.com, uh, use the code 5, F-I-V-E, that's the word 5, F-I-V-E, and they will match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. It's real simple. Here's how it works. You choose two to five players, okay? Uh, it could be from any league, from any sport. You can mix and match them, which is really great. So you can go from the NFL to Major League Baseball, college football to F1 now. They have introduced F1, which is pretty cool. So they've introduced Formula One as well. Uh, so you can kind of mix and match, choose the over-under on individual categories, which I'm really interested to see how they do the individual categories for F1. Um, obviously, we won't be able to see that till, till uh, the end of February, March of next year. So, But that'll be kind of cool to watch. Um, but like I said, mix and match between two to five players. It all depends on how much uh, money you want to win. Go ahead and choose the over-under on their individual categories and uh, see the money stack up. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com, enter the code F-I-V-E, that's the word five, and they will match your initial deposit up to $100. Make sure you check them out, prizepicks.com. Um, hey, so Miami again, you know, drops drops another another game, uh, the, the, the season finale to Pitt uh, by a score, I believe it was 42 to 16, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, some you know, rinky dinky touchdowns there for, for the Canes towards the end of the game. But, um, you know, anything that can kind of go wrong is still going wrong. You've got, you know, you bring in uh, Tyler Van Dyke starts a game. Uh, he drives down the field and um, throws that interception in deep in the uh, deep in the red zone there for uh, for Miami and then gets clobbered. And that was it. That was all she wrote for him. And we all knew that as soon as that happened, um, it was it was game over, right? They 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 came out to to a quick twenty eight nothing lead, and there was no turning back from that. So, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the game, but I do want to get your takes, all three of you, on you know, just what you saw, what you sensed out there, because I can tell you this, right? I can tell you just from watching the game, uh, it, it looked like there was some players that were completely checked out from the get go. There was just you know, no effort, no intensity, no nothing from some of the players that were on the, on the field and some of the players that were on the bench, right? You can see it. You can just – you had that feeling, okay? And then you saw some guys that were out there and they were giving it their all. They were giving 150% effort. Uh, they were balling until, you know, until their legs came off. And so it, it's interesting to see that dynamic. And now you, you kind of look and see, hey, this is a guy that wants to be here. This is a guy that really doesn't care. Um, and again, that's what Mario Cristobal is here for, right? He's here to weed all that out, get the, get the guys in here that believe in the, in the program, that believe that they want to be here, they want to make a change, and they want to get us back to to, uh, to prominence. So 
Uh, we'll start off with you, Blue, on this. Um, you know, your your thoughts on the game as a whole and uh, what you saw, how you felt about the performance from the Canes, besides the obvious, right? Like, we look like crap. But, like, what you felt from the players uh, and from the coaches, of course. Well, first of all, you are who you are. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, there's games and there's times this year that we might have tried to, you know, rationalize, hey, this, that, and we could have won this or we could – we weren't even in the game. I mean, after that happened, then it just slid away. Miami looked like a remedial team. Uh, very few guys. I mean, even the guys that they started bringing in on the transfer portal that looked good in game one, two, three, and four haven't looked pretty good. You know, I'm mean, Caleb Johnson, guys like that are just, they just were average guys. You know, I mean, they were, they were as my friend would say, they're just another inmate in the asylum. I mean, they're just not, you know, they're, they're who they were. Um, giving up uh, well there's parts of the team that were just not talented enough so they might have looked like they were giving up because they were getting beat or they were getting mismatched um but you're right the guys who you know i mean will mallory he wanted to go out with a bang he wanted to go out with one of those games that you know you know one of those things that you know someone would say hey well you were five and seven you guys sucked he goes yeah but you know what i busted my butt in the last game and I'll have something positive and Lou Headley punted 200 times. So, you know, I mean, he was worried that he wouldn't punt. <laughs> wow. He was wrong. Um, yeah. But the guys who, you know, the senior class and I watched them beforehand, uh, you know, in the press box as they introduced all the seniors that were, you know, leaving and their families were there and Mario Cristobal hugging them and thanking them for the year. And, you know, and he probably apologized a billion times. Sorry you went out like this. But, um, yeah, a lot of these guys, you know, Scaife and people like that, that that left. You know, you always, you know, if you're an underclassman, you always say to yourself, you know, uh, I don't want to go out like this. Uh, let's bust our tail and let's make sure that this senior class doesn't go out like this. And sometimes you guys, you just don't have enough talent. And Miami didn't have the talent. They didn't have the talent to match up with basically anybody on their schedule with the exception of Southern Mississippi and a Texas A&M team that really, you know, turned out to be just an average football team and, uh, and certainly Bethune Cookman. Other than that, they really were against it all, all year talent wise. You know, I mean, and this is one year I tell my buddy who has always told me, Oh, Miami's got more talent than anybody on their roster and they're not winning. Yeah. They didn't have that this year. Sorry. They just weren't as talented. There's a, you know, you look and I think we brought back, you know, other than Kitchens and maybe, you know, a couple of other guys, uh, Miami just didn't have the talent. So it's time for change. You know, it's time, you know, because if somebody leaves or stays and everybody bitches and moans about it, you go, you know, they stopped. So what's the difference? What's the difference if this guy's gone or this coach is gone? Uh, you know, I mean, if if they were seven and five and they came within a couple of points of being nine and, you know, four or whatever, nine and three, you say to yourself, wow, you know, I mean, it's tough to you know blame it on this guy or that guy. But as I sat back and watched uh, this entire staff, I mean, everybody's to blame. And I'm sure Mario Cristobal, uh, you know, they're going to have interviews with each uh, coach and they're going to evaluate each other and I'm sure he'll have it privately with them and say listen you know first of all you never maximized what you, what you had I mean you know we looked terrible and a lot of the Florida State game was a total embarrassment uh, you know this Pittsburgh game was no better we looked like 
crap against Duke. And, uh, you know, and, and Mario's just got to say, you know what? I appreciate what you did. I thank you for coming, you know, and spending the year and, you know, uh, but it's time to move on. It's time to move on. It's like having the ace in poker. You get rid of the rest of the hand and just keep your ace. And uh, I, I think he's going to have some, some really tough conversations with, uh, not only the players, but the coaching staff as well. Oh yeah, because, well that's uh, what I'm saying, Jazz. Yeah, you definitely you nailed know, it on the head with that. I mean, you got you got yeah, some coaches that that he's going to sit there and say, "Hey, we understand that you're a, you're accomplished coach and you've done this, that, and the other, but you didn't do it here." Right. Um, and whether you're not motivated or not, if you're not motivated to be here and to help these kids and to get us to where you need to be, then you need to be somewhere else. If you are going to show me that you are motivated to be here and 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 f- f- screw screw your compliment uh, accomplishments from before. Yeah, uh, and I don't care yeah. if you're C- Coach Steele, Strong, uh, you know Gaddis, whoever it is, right? Uh, if you're not motivated to be here and to do what you need to do here because you're you're resting on your laurels and you're 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 going back to say, well, I've done so much already. I you know that speaks for itself. No, that's not the way it works. You're gonna have to have those conversations with those coaches for sure. I, I think yeah. that it's gonna be important. Um, uh, D- DJ, what are your thoughts on just overall performance this this past weekend? I didn't like the performance at all. I mean, it's not how you want, like Blue said, the senior class to go out. And it's kind of, I won't say a fitting end, but it's a disappointing end to what has been really an up-and-down season. Um, you look at this entire season, and honestly, the first game that really set off alarm bells for me, all joking aside, was the Middle Tennessee State game. And that, to me, really showed that, you know, maybe things weren't going to be as easy as it seemed. And then we kind of progressed through the ACC schedule. And that's when our lack of depth and lack of talent came into play. And, you know, there's a lot of work to do here. And Saturday was just, you know, another measure of, you know, how does Miami stack up against a decent team? They didn't stack up well on Saturday. So, I'll be interested to see, like you guys said, those conversations and, you know, what changes are going to be made for next year. You know, it's funny that you said that's a great, that's a great, yeah. uh, you know, statement that you said. There's a lot of work that needs to be done here. Are the coaches and the players that are going to be here ready to do that? And if you're not, yeah. you need to move on. This, what are I your agree. thoughts? And- yeah, no, I mean, it was the. It's the same way the year played out, right? It was the offense can move with Van Dyke, but can score. <laughs> and then other than that, it was crap. And <clears throat> we we kind of saw that, including, you know, screwing up the kickoff just to start the game, like right off the bat, tries to run it out when you can fair catch and start the 25, start the 11 instead. Drove 85 yards and threw an interception. I mean, this is, this is the season. It's exactly how they're And then Van Dyke's on the ground injured, and you're like, oh. Here we go again. <laughs> That's right. it's ex- ex- exactly the whole way the whole season. It just feels like like Blue said, you are who you are, and that is exactly how this team played. Moved the ball with Van Dyke and couldn't score. A lot of turnovers and injuries, and and it it came it came apart fast on Saturday. And to your question about attitude, I do think there were a lot of players on this team that you know several of them came out and announced they were going to the portal already. I think there's a lot of a lot of them that were half in the portal before that game started and just did not want to be playing that game and and that probably showed up because you could tell the ones that did like Blue called out Mallory he was all over the field yep. he got screwed on that fumble call because his left elbow was down frankly. he was down I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how the hell they didn't overturn that but 
he was playing his butt off till the end of the game. There were a few other guys that you could tell want to still be here that were. And I frankly think a lot of them would have rather lost that game than play a bowl game the way that they were, their attitude was. So, you know, all it took was one thing to go wrong at the beginning and they caved in. And it's unfortunate, but like yeah. you said, you know, there's going to be a bloodletting here. You know, you know what's 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 really telling for me as well from this team, um, and, and we'll get into player specifics now in, in just a second. But what's really telling to me was the the amount of players that after the game stood up to address the team. And can any, and I'm sure you guys will get this right, but can any of you guess how many actually did stand up and talk to the team? And give them a, a speech and talk to, to them about everything after the football game. How many do you, you know, think? No, Cam that? did. One player. Cam. Cam Kitchens. That's and he's a sophomore on this team. It's a sophomore football player on a team that is I don't want to say full of seniors because I don't think they have a big a large senior class, but full of you know veteran guys that have been here four or five six years. Okay, and you're talking about Cam Kitchens is the only player that stood up and addressed the team after and i know a lot of us know what his words were basically saying if you want to be here then you need to be ready to grind okay if not get out of the way and and crystal ball and crystal ball reiterated it and I, i'm fine with him saying that right if you're not going to be here for and you're not going to bust your ass and you're not going to grind then get out of the way for someone else to come in and do that okay uh because cam didn't want this taste in his mouth ever again that shows to me the amount of leadership. And I, I, look, the, the, tr- the truth is, you know, Cam Kitchens is just, he's an amazing person. He's probably a, a, a better person than he is a football player. Okay. And that says a lot because the kid is a superstar. That's just the bottom line. The kid is an absolute superstar. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if next year he garners, um, you know, all American consideration for next year. But, um, that's that's enough about that, but that kind of tells you everything about this football program and where it's at with the people that are supposed to be leaders and the players that are supposed to be, you know, leading this, you know, leading this football team. So, um, I, I, th- also, I think that says a lot. It also is is telling that when you know the guys that look like they're gonna stick talk publicly, how often they're talking about effort and putting work in, right? Which you know the logical conclusion there is that is not being done. Yeah right now by everyone yeah no and by the way that includes the coaching staff Uh, you know it is what it is it is what it is you know uh you know i I know you know coach cristobal you know would always say we we're going back to the drawing board we're going back to practice we're fixing those things that we're correcting them and then we're coming and they, they weren't being corrected right they weren't happening and whether it's a result of poor coaching or if it's a result of the player not wanting to because that happens, right? You're accustomed to doing it one way, and the, they continuously tell you you're doing it wrong. You don't want to adjust. Well, then that's that's a you problem too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but but I think specifically, it's it's, it, it's it's a lot of the players being very vocal about you know if you're going to be here, you have to work hard. I think there was probably a not a, a pretty but significant. I, but I don't think that those players are those players that are saying that are not, maybe they're not necessarily not working hard. I think they might be like like the DJ Ivies of the world. No, that no, kid, no. That kid not, works it's, hard. Not, it's not they're them just, not working hard. They're seeing their teammates oh, not right, working right. hard. Right, and right. You can see like you don't come out and say things like DJ Ivies yeah. is a great example. You know, for all of his limitations, the reason he was always on the field is because he was busting his ass. And Correct. and I think you know. 
it speaks to some of these maybe higher regarded players that maybe aren't doing that. Right. And I think that, that he comes out and says that Cam comes out and says that, you know, that multiple other players saying something, some variation of, you know, everyone has to work hard. Basically, you know, the subtext is it can't just me and these four other guys working hard. Right. You guys are all goofing off. Right. Right. I mean, he's not there. I say that's explicitly outside, but, but you know, that's the implication is that, now, obviously, like you said, the coaches have a lot to answer for too. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do whatever Absolutely. the hell that was this year. So, so they're certainly played to go there as well. But you know, and from an effort standpoint, I think based on everything we've seen come out, you know, over the last week, looks like the effort just wasn't being put in as well. I agree. I agree. Um, so let's do this. Let's do this real quick. We'll go uh, around the horn, position by position, on your thoughts on. Let's put it this way: a grade, okay. Let's do a grade. Let's do who and and then who you think should be back, okay? Who you think should be back from that specific group, or who you want back? Who you want back, okay? So we'll start off with the uh, defense uh, the, on the defensive side of the ball. We'll start off with the secondary, and that includes cornerbacks and safeties, right? Um, real quick, the safety position was supposed to be a strong position for us this year. With you know Avante and uh, James Williams and Cam and even some of the you know some of the backups like Brian Balaam and Keyshawn Washington there so, you know some of those guys we know obviously are not going to be here. Keyshawn Washington has already entered the transfer portal. I don't want to really talk on guys like Markeith Williams or uh, some of these because those are young freshman guys that barely got any time. You already saw that if you put 15 pounds, 20 pounds on Markeith Williams, he may not ever leave the field. So uh, the, the kid is pretty damn good. But he's still young, and he still needs to grow, and he still needs to develop a little bit. And we saw glimpses of what he can do when he played in, in mop-up time. Um, but overall, as a whole, that the secondary, including the cornerbacks, we'll start off with you, DJ, on your grade, your assessment of that of, of that group, and who you think you want to see come back. I have to say that when push came to shove and Miami started to face stronger opponents like Duke, UNC, I, you know, this the secondary had strong moments this season, but they just didn't seem like they were able to put it all together at times. Um, I noticed a lot of blown coverages, missed assignments, and I understand that comes with installing a new defense, but, you know, that group was very underwhelming for me. I thought they could have done better, especially with some of the veteran playmakers on that side of the football. Um, as far as people coming back, um, I would probably have to say I'm just trying to look up the roster in terms of classes here. So give me a grade, a, a through F. What's your grade for the secondary? C minus. C minus. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see a guy like Corey Couch come back. He is a junior, but you know, um, overall, I think the secondary really struggled this year, and I wouldn't be upset if we saw new faces at that position. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. That's that, that says a lot. Vish, um, your 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 thoughts on on the secondary as a whole. Yeah. Um, By the way, I, I I'm taking that you didn't say Cam Kitchens for obvious reasons, right? Like, I mean, he's that safety. In the safety, country. yeah. Safety. Well, I, I think you know. I think if we just pick one or something, because it's gonna get repetitive. 
pretty quite. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. But from a grade standpoint, I D plus maybe they too many big plays. Anyone competent, we're getting burned. I mean that Middle Tennessee game, just an abomination. The number of times they gave up just long touchdown passes like that. That Kitchens was awesome. The rest of it, even Tyreek, left a lot to be desired this year and. Um, he obviously got thrown out of the last game for targeting. <laughs> That's a great way to ice the cake of the season. Um, but I, they're just not good enough. You gotta like, you gotta contain those big plays, and, and they just didn't do it. And the number of third and fourth and long, we talked about this all year, right? The number of third and fourth and longs we gave up that is on the secondary. Yeah, and they yep. just they just didn't get the job done at all. Here's here's my thought, Blue. I am okay with. And again, we're talking about the guys that got significant playing time at both positions. For me, I'm okay with cleaning house <laughs> at the um, at, at the cornerback position. I think we're going to see three brand new starters next year, and I think we need to see three brand new starters uh, next year. I think Takori um, regressed. I think he had a lot of issues in coverage. Uh, the outside guys did as well. Uh, uh, I think Tyreek might might have been playing um, out of position a little bit. I think he's a better, he he probably could have been a big time safety. Um, but that's neither here nor there. He played cornerback, right? He's and he, he played it okay, but I think you're gonna see a completely new revamp uh cornerback position. Safety was a big time disappointment with the exception of Cam Kitchens. Uh you saw at uh, Avante not play very well. You saw James Williams have a lot of issues as well. My I, I'm with Vish. I'm I'm giving it a D plus because Cam Kitchens was there. If not, it's an F for me. Um, and I think that you're going to see a lot of changes uh, and you're going to see a lot of guys from a recruiting standpoint, whether it's going to be the kids that are there now, the Kamari Rogers, Jaden Harris. Um, uh, oh, I always forget the third the third one uh, of the trio. Jaden Harris, Kamari Rogers, and uh, Chris Graves, right? Whether it's going to be one of those three that are going to step up, who knows? Maybe one of those three is gone. But I think you're going to see a lot of changes there, Blue. I'm not excited with what happened this year. I'm going to give him a D plus. I think clean the whole thing out and, and get it started again. What do you think? Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you guys. I other than Cam, what did they have that really made plays? I mean, they had a lot of names: Darren Porter, all these guys like that. But yep. what did they really have? Uh, Tyreek, uh, and and <clears throat> he wouldn't play safety on this team. Shoot, not not even close. I mean, he's not better than what we have at safety right now. But that being said, I think there's going to be a come-to-Jesus meeting with uh, James Williams. He's going to have to get in the box. Sorry. We knew it was going to happen sooner or later. He's just got to get in the box. He's going to be more productive that way. Um, he's, not a, he's not a really good college safety. His cover skills have really, really gone downhill. So let him let him go after the quarterback. Let him get in the space over there with the uh, with running back coming out, out of the backfield or tight ends. I definitely think he needs to be in the box. I don't see anybody else. I mean, to Corey, I don't know if he regressed as much as he relied on other people to help him make plays last year. This year, he had to do too many things by himself. He didn't really, really go, look good at all. I think some of the young kids are going to – be called upon. And I think that uh, during the, during the workout period in January and February and in the March, I think that, uh, that they're going to have to say, listen, you guys want a job. 
at this school, you're going to have to work for it. There's nobody else who's going to glide. That's it. Um, you got yeah. crazy man fells in there. Let him do his job. Let him get him crazy. I mean, you know, you know, let him, let him work the weight room the way he should. And because I, I just didn't think Miami at times, if you watched them, they bounced off people. They weren't a very strong team. I mean, there was a lot of guys in the secondary that were getting mismatched. So that being said, I think, I think it's a D a generous D because of one guy, one guy who was consistent. Now I'm not saying that other people didn't make plays, but that's why there's no consistency. Right. Yeah. But that's why they were five and seven because some guys made plays this game and didn't make them the next, but Cameron made them straight across the board. I mean, you could give him virtually the game ball in every game. And if anybody ever said anything, they would be stupid. Um, But I, you know, I mean, I saw this guy. Um, I saw this guy in high school, and when Miami got him, I said, "You know what? They stole him because you know I watched him play, and he was always at Northwestern. He was always around the ball, always made plays, uh, could do it all." So, yep, I gotta and agree I, with you guys on the lower half. I just, uh, I'll tell you what, they're gonna bring some guys in the portal. Oh, they have oh, at every position, really. Some I mean, bad men. They're going to be some bad, yeah. some, some bad boys in the portal, and 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 recruiting as well. I think that recruiting, you're going to start to see some names pop up now in a little bit. Uh, these corners that they're looking at. No, I um, agree with it. It's, it's going to be. And, that's and, not that's not like a magic bullet. Like I think. No, we, no. We called this out earlier. Like some of the guys we thought were going to come in. I mean, other than Mesador, like the portal guys. Terrible. Didn't, didn't Terrible. really do much. I mean, um, Caleb, Caleb as well. Um, Caleb Colby, Johnson, Colby, yeah. oh, Colby Young, Young. Yeah, sorry. Colby Didn't, made like, my, a good impression. My, yeah, I mean, he he did well there in the middle of the season. He was our best receiver, but you know, like Daryl Porter could not crack this secondary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an average. Secondary, <laughs> I mean, that, that, yeah. That's problematic. Yeah. It's um, tough. So. It's tough. But you got to remember also they brought guys in to evaluate. Those 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 things, right? The transfer portal and and evaluate players a little bit late, right? Yeah, Gary, you mentioned, yeah, uh, Parrish. Parrish was was definitely a godsend in the run uh, running oh, back yeah, position. Yeah, we'll I, we'll I get him, yeah. we'll get to that too in a second, but I think that uh, you know you're gonna see you're gonna see a different you're gonna see a difference now in how they recruit the transfer portal and how they recruit uh, some players now with a full year under. Under uh, under their belt, they got the right guys in now. Now Zoe is, is a part of that uh, of that equation where he wasn't last year, um, and now Andrew Rogers, who came in a little bit later, that whole entire uh, recruiting staff. It's just a recruiting staff, recruiting department is going to be a little bit different this year, I think. So you're going to see you're going to see some changes, and yeah, it's it's not a, a magic bullet, but it's it that's where it starts, right? And you got to be able to get the right guys, and you're not going to get hit on everybody. You're, you're definitely not right, but. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a numbers game. At the end of the day, though, you got to develop these kids. Fish, you're, you're absolutely right. You got to be able to develop them. Uh, some of the some of the guys that are going to come in, nobody's ever heard of them before. Because I can guarantee you, with the exception of Blue, <laughs> not one of us knew who Kobe Young was until Miami all of a sudden grabbed him. You know, and. Um, uh, you know, uh, maybe Blue didn't even know who Kobe Young was. No, I don't know. I kind of knew him from yeah, the, of course the junior college. That's all right. Yeah, I, yeah. But you know whatever what I mean? it is, like, it is. It's, it's just 90% of the that... people didn't know who he was. So you're going to see a lot of that. Yeah, and you are. And, uh, fans need to realize Johnny. that. 
that they need to relax. That they're not going to know everybody. <laughs> well, here's the yeah. thing. The and I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. This will be the most active transfer portal yet. Oh, the yeah. reason being is there's a lot of sophomores and juniors that are sitting at some of these teams saying, you know what? These freshmen haven't done anything yet, and they're getting all this money. Screw that. I want my money. I want I want what I'm worth, and I think sure. you're going to see a lot. I don't care where they come from. You know, they could come from Kansas. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, the whole thing is, is I think that Mario, this is where Mario Cristobal becomes Mario Cristobal. This is where he's a great evaluator of talent. And this is where he gets an opportunity. And you've got a guy, and I reiterate it, just like people were giving up saying, you know, Alonzo Highsmith got, uh, you know, one guy from Texas. And Alonzo should be getting 100 guys. This is what he did for a living. This is what he did for a living with the Green Bay Packers. This is what he was all about. He evaluated talent and got these guys that, NFL into the NFL. So I think that he's going to be valuable in this process. And if people keep reading into the fact that, <clears throat> oh, nobody else can recruit, this is his job. He's getting some money for this. So let him do what he's good at. Uh, and I think Mar- and I think Mario Cristobal will gladly step behind because I, it just boggles my mind how people don't understand that Alonzo Highsmith was. This is making, what they brought making, him here for. He was making that. decent change in the NFL, and 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 he left that job not because he wasn't good, but the very fact that he want he thought being a a manager of a roster would probably suit him, especially his alma mater, and especially people, <coughs> excuse me, that he's comfortable with. But like you said, uh, uh, Jazz, he was brought here for this. So I think he's going to be an integral part because what's going to happen is you're going to get these transfer portal guys and uh, Mario's going to look to him and say, hey, what do you think? You know, let's let's evaluate this guy. Let's watch some film on what this kid did. Let's talk to some people character-wise because between Mario, Highsmith, Ed Reed, how many billions of people do they know? You know, I mean, so they're going to know people at every turn. And these people are going to always be, you know, willing to say, oh, you know, the Jazz Santana kid. Uh, I'll tell you what, if he's only given a chance, I think he could be really, really, really special. So that's what they're going to go on. And they'll watch some film and they'll see that Jazz did a tremendous job. He got into the backfield quite a few times. So that's what's going to happen. I think you've got the strengths. In, in, in Alonzo Highsmith, Ed Reed too. I mean, Ed Reed's, uh, he's made it to the pinnacle. So obviously he knows. And then Mario is really good at this. And um, if Charlie Strong is still around, another guy who could help evaluate. They need evaluation of talent. I mean, you know, you guys could make so much of the, the recruiting room. And all these guys that are coming in in the recruiting room are just like bad news bears escorts. That's all they are. They're, they're not going to really make a difference. You know, like everybody's, and I love Ryan Bartow at FSU, and he's a good guy, but he didn't get anybody. All he does is he welcomes people on the campus and and then talks to people. It's your regular core. It's Alonzo Highsmith. It's Mario Cristobal. It's guys like that 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 really do your recruiting. And if they don't, then you lose. So I think that's what you're going to see a lot more of. And I'm not minimizing and all the people listening are going to go, hey, Bluestein thinks you're like a joke. No, nah, they're not jokes. They're just, you know, they're just uh, administrative people. 
You know, I mean, to me, that's all they do. I mean, if you're hiding a guy like, um, uh, uh, like, um, oh man, I'm thinking of it. What's his name? It used to be at Central. Now he's uh, there. Uh, Roland Smith. Uh, Roland Smith. If you're hiding a Roland Smith, see, all Roland is right now is a glorified welcome to campus dude and going out and getting the, the offseason, getting the people. He should be in the mix. This is a guy that won eight state titles. This is a guy that knows talent. You know, having Dennis Smith and all these guys like that on there is nice, you know, to have a staff. But they're not going to make a decision to turn this damn program around. Be realistic. I've been in this for 52 years. I know that you don't have an opportunity with somebody just because you add them to your recruiting department that's going to make a difference. Your hardline coaches. Remember, Mario Cristobal is one of the best talent evaluators in the country. And that's why it would make him a great football coach. So he's the one. He and Alonzo Highsmith can burn oil 25 days in a row and come up with a, a solution before any of the recruiting analysts can. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for these guys. Like you said, Jazz, he's getting paid to do it. He did it at the NFL level. Let him step up and do it here. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you hit, I mean it's, it's hard to, to say anything after that. Um, you, hit, you hit the nail right on the head. 100% well, I'm not going to mince words anymore. I mean, because if you wear nine and four, three, you know, I mean, we could walk on eggshells. But who's walking on eggshells now? No way. You I, mean, can't. I, you I can't. look back and Vish knows he was at a lot of the games. He saw a mediocre Virginia team. They took right down the uh, even a less than mediocre Virginia Tech team. That shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. And um, and those are the things. You know, Duke is built because they're like they have 40 year old kids, you know. So, I mean, they're I mean, obviously, they're a lot more experienced and they've been around for a, a long time. It, but you can't be you can't be taking Virginia Tech and Virginia down to the wire. Come on. Their I recruiting is nowhere near what Miami's is. Yep. All right. Let's let's move on to the linebackers who will never finish here today. Linebackers really quick. This is going to be quick. I mean. Uh, when it comes to linebackers, it's uh, Wesley Besaint and half of Corey Flagg because Corey Flagg did, you know, he did get better. He did develop a little bit, but he's still a limited linebacker, right? He's limited in certain things he can do. He's very smart, very cerebral, but that doesn't mean that he can do everything from a physical standpoint, right? His attributes, he, he struggled in certain, in certain areas, but he still progressed. He still developed and he looked decent he looked like a decent college football linebacker right yeah he's not a guy that's going to start for a division you know, a lot of division one programs big power five teams but he was here he was a smart kid he got better he developed he fought hard to producer the very, to, he's a to producer the very end, to the very producer. end so i like you know i love to see that that you know, he was here and he and he was able to do the things he did but aside from that you know there was no other linebacker play except from you know, Wesley, right? You saw some glimpses and he made a little, you know, some mistakes here and there, but the problem is he's a freshman. He's going to make a couple of mistakes here and there, but you saw his approach to playing the position and he is going to be special. If you ask me, that's, that's your, that's your, 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 is, is, uh, your catalyst for, for the linebacker. Is flag going somewhere? Well, I, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you no, you kind of writing his okay. epitaph there. He's only a this, sophomore. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like is he, uh, Mario, I, I'll be honest with you. He didn't play bad, but he's, I mean, chances are he's not going to be a starter here next year. 
That's well, that's so, how I see so, it. So that's just how I, I see I, it. I think Could West, he stay? Yes, I think. He could I think stay. Wes is starting. Who's starting? Who but else is starting a linebacker? But this is this is my point. You got to. He's going to bring in so many different guys. He's going to bring in so many new players that yeah, chances are your starting linebackers are going to be from the transfer portal. Your trans, your starting linebackers are going to be from from the recruiting. He is put it this way: nobody on this team right now on linebacker is bigger than any of the linebackers that we've already recruited that are coming in next year. None of them. With the exception of Wesley. Yeah, with the exception, right. With the exception of Wesley and Chase Smith, but he's hurt. So, you know, you can't really talk about Chase uh, until he gets healthy and he comes into play. So, But right you know, now, Jazz, Corey Flagg is one of the guys, and I've been on his bandwagon. He never gave up either. I mean, he was No, not there, at all. Not at all. You know, and, and but he's limited. He's limited. He he is, but I would I would not be surprised if game one – Next I year, would he's be surprised. a starting linebacker. I would be and I'll tell you why, because we've been we spent this entire year trying to replace him. Yeah, with the guys that we had here now. We went in the portal and got guys too, and they didn't perform. Like I, I just I mean Caleb Johnson uh, ended up starting I think, at the end, right? And I think starting like four or five games towards the end of the season and with Wes. So I, I think that I, I think we've we're overestimating the ability to just pull a bunch of guys in over the summer <laughs> and have them starting in, in August. I agree. There's a pecking order. I'm sure some of those guys that you're talking about will end up at like, you know, uh, like North Carolina or or Alabama or one of those places before they come here. I agree. You know, I mean, you're you're going to get kids, but you're not going to get like a. Uh, and I'm talking, and, and I'm talking. You know, coming in. And I don't. I don't think of. I. I guess I don't. It's not, frankly, based on what we see, it's not going to be hard to get guys that can upgrade the talent, right? But getting in there and starting on day one. I'm just saying that what I, from what I've heard, yeah, he's going to be in the too deep for sure. He will That's be good. Too deep. So, so he'll be at Sam Houston State maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or, or he'll be on the too deep or he'll be at Sam Houston State. Right, that's that's or at UTSA or something like that, or SMU, or SMU. <laughs> starting, starting, I think yeah. SMU is going to be a landing spot for a few of the Miami Hurricanes. I would right. I doubt it. I right. will uh, doubt it. For for Flag, I'd be surprised if he's not back. I think he's a good locker yeah. room guy, and no, I think he'll be back. Trust. I think he'll be back. Uh, you know, and I didn't I didn't want him to think like I wanted him out. I wanted him gone. I don't think that I think he needs to be on this team. He's a he's a leading. He's a leader, right? He's a smart guy. Yeah, he can he can help. With the incoming class, with the players that are coming in, he can help with the guys that are here now that are going to stay. He's a great, he's a is a great mentor type of player that can come in and he can play. He can still play, he, but sure. he is very limited in his playmaking abilities on what he can do compared to a lot of the guys that I guarantee you, Mario is going to break. I, I just I'm I'm just putting it out there like that. He's not going to start over West, and I, I guarantee you that he what is he playing middle right now? Corey Flag is playing the middle. Yeah, I, I think Wes, Wesley is going to end up being a middle linebacker. I don't think he's going to end up staying outside. He's going to end up playing in the middle. So now where does that leave Corey Flagg? Is he going to go to the outside? Not really because he can't really cover well, right? So his thing is coming downhill, right? He's a downhill type of linebacker. He probably can't cover as well. Um, but that doesn't mean he's not a hard worker. That doesn't mean that he's not a good linebacker. He's a decent linebacker. He's a good, you know, no. good little decent linebacker. But I think he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to be – you know, here on the depth chart, and he's going to be, you know, uh, unless they change schemes and go to a three-four, so maybe he would fit could in. Could be on a different a story. Because I agree. Then you would have two guys that could cover. You know, that they right. could play downhill in the middle, the, like he and Wesley could play that middle side, and then James Williams could be on the outside, and then they pick somebody else up. I just think that 
James Williams. <clears throat> when he needs to learn how to tackle with his arms. Yeah, but he will if he's closer shoulder. to the play. If he's if he's in freaking Belgium and way back there filming the damn plays every time, he's never going to be part of the game. But I think that's why – you see, that's what Pat Sertan did to him at American Heritage. You know, he says, hey, James, you know, get your ass down in the box here. You know, because so we don't need all 6'5", 220 pounds of you being 72 yards off the damn play. And yeah. they don't. You know, they've got guys in the safety. I really believe they have guys in the safety that are going to be fine. I mean, Alvante Williams, obviously, we have to wait and see what, what that guy does if he ever wakes up because uh, he's got talent. Uh, but I definitely think I would like to see if you go in there to start the season with Wesley flag um, uh, James and then get another marquee guy to play on the other side. You've done pretty well, I think from an athletic standpoint, and then you get Leonard Taylor and you've got two, you got to get another two tackles in or another DN guy in that can make plays and their defense will be shored up. And the secondary sometimes was not benefited from a consistent pass rush from the front seven. So they would sit back there longer than they needed to be. And remember, the ACC still produces six three six four wide receivers who are physical. So it's the days that a 5'9", 180-pound guys that you got to cover are over. So you're going to have that pretty decent and pretty active corners, you know, that, that will press, uh, but guys who can cover. See, Tyreek would be that perfect guy. But I just think his hips are too tight for that. Uh, he's, like you said before, Jazz, he's probably more of a safety type. But right now, that's all Miami has. Corey Flagg, that's all Miami has. See, if Miami has you know, Justin Flo or somebody like that, it's a different story. But would Justin Flo make a move to come to Miami over in Alabama, over USC, over you – no. Know, See, that's what I'm saying. That's – Miami's got to get. I don't know. I kind of disagree with you on that. I kind of disagree you, with you because I think we could have said the same thing for some of the guys that have already committed here. I mean, look at look at right. the class that you know that that Chris Ball already has here, and you're thinking, how the hell does he keep that class together when we just went five and seven? So I think that. No, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but if he stays, at, I think you can get a guy like that to come here. Yeah. Well. Only time will tell. But but remember, Lanning's a pretty damn good defensive guy. And, uh, you know, that's a guy that – and, yeah. he's, and he's got a good linebacker coach out there. So if he left, it would have to be for a better opportunity. Is Charlie Strong a better opportunity? Is the defensive coordinator out here? If he here? wants to be here, if Charlie Strong yeah. wants to be here, yeah. Like if he – Yeah, well, you know, if, he, if he has gonna have the, to make uh, a, the They're going to have to make a move, uh, obviously. And we know that after and, – and the whole thing is – the coaching staff can't come in and say to Mario, yeah, you're wrong. I did this. What did you do? What did you do? You didn't elevate a damn kid on this team. And that's been – I told you that's, guys that's when I point. first yeah, met Mario with Mario Cristobal back in May, he asked me, Blue, what do you think the problem's been? Miami gets all these kids. I said, they don't get coached up. And he said to me, look, right me in the eye and says, that won't be a problem here. And it was. It was already. Not one of those coaches elevated any of those players. Who? That's why. That's why. Who they do? Gonna, that's why I think there's going to be a. Uh, no, but I'm saying. Staff. No, you're absolutely right. Vish, do you do, do you agree? I mean, who 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 would you say? What spot on that team was elevated because of a coach, yeah. not because yeah, a none. player got better? I don't even think, even from a player standpoint, you could. <laughs> 
you could say even the ones that stood out, like even Kitchens, right? He's probably the one that stood out. Probably our best player by the end That's, of the year. He's not because Jamila died. No, right, right, and it was by the end of the year. It took a yeah. long time to get yeah. there. Like he was busting coverages at the beginning of the year too. So. Yeah, he I busted mean, uh that's the misconception. He did not bust a ton of coverages. He busted maybe one or two, and that happens to every single safety in America. You can bust a coverage or two. If you look at the tape, it's not just busted coverages. I think that's a misconception because of all those big plays that happen, um, not necessarily because he busted coverages. So I think that that's just a little overplayed. And I overplayed it, and I think we all so do. So because- when, when the corner releases the ball back, releases the receiver back to the safety and the safety is not there. Someone effed up right. that happened significantly at the beginning of the year. It wasn't just once or twice. Now, maybe you can say it wasn't him. It was the corner. How many times do you think it happens? Because you mean to us? Yeah. To us. How many times do you think it happened? Cause I think, I think we relate one, one or two or three to more to like 10. And I don't think it happened that many times. I think we relate to it because we go crazy. Oh, my God, we busted the coverage again. Not, not, number one, it wasn't always on his side. Number two, I think that we relate to, oh, my God, it happened a couple times and they hit some 80-yard passes against MTSU or they broke a, a, a tackle or, or, you know, the eyes were somewhere else or it was a mistake by someone and it wasn't really a broke. You know, so there's a lot of things that go into it that I think that we're seeing one thing and reacting to that when it could have been something completely different. I mean, we were one of the worst teams in the country giving up big plays. Okay. What is a safety's job? It's in the name. Okay. So I don't see how we can like laud our safety. But, so we gave up some big plays, but is it always we the were one of the worst call? teams in the country at something and the safety's job where, is to prevent but, that? Where are we? Are you hundred percent sure we were? Yes. Kevin Steele made a fool of that reporter because the end does research. Then people looked it up after the fact. We were like 107th in big plays. He's just like, what big plays? He knew the guy didn't have the data in front of him. Yeah, he didn't have and, the data. I, and that was before look, Florida State rammed it up anyway. Yeah, we have we have given up some big plays, absolutely. But I don't I, I just don't think that it's put, putting it all on the safeties. It's not all on the safeties. Yeah, what I'm saying is no one's hands are clean. No, no, and, and everybody has made a mistake, but to say that he's he he blew he blew a whole bunch of coverages, I think is is. I didn't say he blew a whole bunch. I said he blew coverages as well. Everyone did. Yeah, yeah, everyone did. Everyone did. But that's okay. It's gonna happen to even 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 the best corners uh, or the best safeties. Now, it happened more to our corners and our and, and and some of our other guys than anything else because our corners suck, right? If we're gonna if we're gonna speak plainly, our corners were bad. Uh, and so when our corners are bad, then, of course, our safeties are going to look bad as well because there's only so much that they can do. What is it, Pimp? I think the, that's what a major part of the disappointment is in the scene. I agree. With all those talented players in the roster, not one showed out or looked vastly improved. Well, the, uh, Blue mentioned this, right? Like, was it a really talented team? Because the talent didn't show. So ta- what is talent, right? Talent needs to – it's ta- he, they were talented in high school, but are they talented in college, right? This is a completely different game. Now you've got to up your game and you've got to be better. And certain guys just don't progress and don't continue to be, you know, these talented players. We're talking about talent like if it's, you know, like everybody is, is really talented on our roster. How many players were on our roster that can start at other Power 5 programs, the big-time top 25 schools. you got to look at that. What, what are we talking about when it comes to talent? I, I'm, I'm one that was guilty 
by saying that we're ta- we're more talented than certain teams out there. We obviously weren't. We obviously weren't. So I think that it seems like it's a big disappointment because we we were more talented. But were we really more talented? Because so we didn't I have the depth. Probably both. I think certainly I was guilty of overestimating yes. the talent. So but also I. like. We so didn't coach up a damn thing this no, year. No, we didn't. It was a mixture of everything. It was a mixture of everything. <laughs> and I think that's what Pip is getting. Pimp Town's getting at. I was like, how could not one player like really like, sure? like wow, that guy's really maximizing his talent? I don't think you can say that about anyone on this team. I never watched a game this season where I was just like, wow, he's going to be able to take it to the next level as he progresses throughout the season. Everybody kind of either stayed where they were or regressed, and that was not fun to watch. And, look, and, and I think that that has a lot to do with the coaching as well, but yeah. it's got it's it definitely has to do with the player and how you know how I mean was it that hard to pick up Coach Steele's defense? Is it that hard to pick up Coach Gaddis's offense, or is it a mixture of both things? Well, well yeah. it looks like you want to say something there, yeah. Well, I do because you know I mean it. You look at a lot of the injuries, especially on the front for guys that you expected a lot of. Obviously, Masador was somebody we look forward to. We didn't really have a grasp. Jafari Harvey, who played pretty well. Then you look at Chance Williams. You look at guys like him, and you look at Harrison Hunt, and you look at, um, um, obviously, Leonard Taylor, and guys up front that you still have Nigel Lee Kelly for the future. Uh, You have uh, uh, Cyrus Moss. You have guys like that who really didn't take a great part. Jacob Lichtenstein, who everybody talked about yeah, he in, a, in a major right? way at the beginning of the year. So what happened was there was not a lot of that those players that we talked about that stayed healthy or that was around. We talked about Chance Williams. This could be the year that he turned the corner. All right? yeah. He didn't turn anything. He turned the corner, all right. Yeah. He got so, lost in the neighborhood, though. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, the guys, and, and I agree with what Vish was saying – we, I don't think, you know, we didn't have a healthy enough roster that was thin to begin with. And I had high hopes for guys like Harrison Hunt. And I had high hopes for uh, people like that. Uh, you know, uh, Miami's potential talent, and we sat here, I still remember, we sat here in August when all of us went through the positions and said who would be the opening day starters. And there were, you know, to me, when you looked at, like, especially the defensive front, you know, with all those guys that I mentioned, you know, with the emergence of some of the other guys and Nigel Lee Kelly, who's going to be one of the bears when he gets, you know, to that point where, you know, he gets experience and he's growing and he'll probably come back at 270 next year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, we looked at the beginning of the year like uh, the kid Jordan Miller and we looked at, you know, Moultrie and we looked at uh, Moten and these guys like that. But when season and and especially because I remember how everybody was over the moon about Jacob Lichtenstein and, you know, how Daryl Jackson was going to come in and rescue. And we, I remember when we were going over all these names and we t- we br- we talked about Cyrus Moss and, and Thomas Davis and all these guys who, you know, who were supposed to be, you know, in the mix. And now at season's end, look at where all those guys are. And I, will, I will say this. The defensive line was probably the best uh, position group of the whole entire team. Um, yeah. and, and, and and that's just saying. That's not saying a whole lot. Yeah, that's not saying a lot. But look, Akeem Mezador played himself into a high Different draft. level, though. And yeah, we, but we sat there. Guy. We didn't know how good he really was going to be. We did it. We did it. And that's the funny thing, right? We were all talking, like you said, 
we're all talking about well Moultrie was a badass at UAB and Lichtenstein, yeah. you know, Lichtenstein was, you know, oh my god, his spring game looked great. He looked awesome. And yeah. you know, now you got Leonard Leonard Taylor played well. He had yeah. some bouts of inconsistency, but for the most part, he had a pretty solid year. It was really him and Akeem Mesidor who had the best years, I think, on that line. But um, you're still talking about a, a line that was good. Yeah. It wasn't, Not it wasn't, deep. It Not wasn't deep great. Because of the injuries, and they could have been a deeper team. Yeah. And, and if people worked out, like I said, like Chance Williams, I thought this would definitely be the, the year that the, he would turn the corner. I, I liked what I saw out of Harrison Hunt. I mean, here's a guy to me, physical and all that. But you see, they and, and then you kind of like infuse guys like Nigel Lee Kelly. Now yeah. Nigel Lee's going to have to have one of those off seasons where he comes in the spring and he's got a battle for a starting job. Yep. See, that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, you know, I mean, because he's a guy that wants to be there. You know that he's going to get in the weight room. You know he's going to get big. Uh, he's one of those guys that Mario Cristobal would look at and he goes, this, this cat wants to be here. And, you know, I mean, he's in that. So <clears throat> I'm sure I'm not privy to the board, uh, you know, but I like to see their board now, you know, a board where guys that they think they probably put guys that they they know that are going to push them over the top. Then they have a group that eh, and then they have another group that are gone. So what has to happen, you got to take that group that are going, race them off and start replacing them not with just ninth i mean not with just freshman kids but with established guys that you could plug in and play and if you could get them there early enough and not bring them in in june and july but bring them in january and bring them into the you know for that semester that's what i would do and i like i said before every college needs instead of adding nine thousand guys to your recruiting deal you need to have somebody work the portal you have to have somebody really good working the portal. See, that's where this this all is going. So if uh, you know they hire Jazz Santana tomorrow to to work the portal, you can find out that the Arizona State defensive end, who's six five three ten, wants to get out of there. And this kid's a cat, man. He could come in here and play. So you got to know that. So when I you promise, go, to your- I promise you that they have a team that's working specifically on that. And that's been working on that for a while. Yeah. Now. I guarantee but you know that. what it takes. I, I know for a have... fact that they're doing it. Yeah. But, but that's I mean, where it starts. Gotta... All right. That's where it starts. They got it. They got it. And in this day and age, that's where, you know, you can't, but like I said, remember all the guys that somebody like a, um, Gaddis or, or Mario or, or, uh, Mirabal or any of those guys, they've coached a lot of games over the last couple of years. And there were like incoming freshmen or sophomores that they said to themselves, wait a minute, when that kid becomes a junior, he's going to be a beast. So now that kid's a junior and he may be at Stanford and he may be at Oregon. He may be at Wisconsin. And these are the guys where you, and I know what you're saying, Jazz, they have a couple of people that are watching, but I'm talking about somebody like, you know, of the, that is a great evaluator of talent that they have, that has to look by, by the statistics because Truthfully, if somebody sat there in Wisconsin now and looked at Miami's thing, Corey Flagg had 26 tackles more than anybody else on the team. So they'll be like, oh, man, that guy. See, so you got to watch. And you got to watch the tape. You, you just can't go on stats. Of course, 100%. I'm with you on that. You have to go on, on tape. You got to watch tape because, you know, the, the old cliche of the tape doesn't lie. I think uh, 
is 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 a fact that's it's the truth so um there's gonna be a lot of moving parts there's gonna be a lot of crazy things going on and now in blue now they have that guy they have that talent evaluator in, in, in Alonzo Highsmith and of course Mario and and some of the other guys and there's guys that um are evaluating talent that may a lot of people may not know are doing it also and um we'll just we'll just have to wait and see right December 5th can't come any any sooner when when we finally figure out who's gonna who's gonna hit that transfer portal and who's going to who's going to leave from here and who and who's leaving from other programs we obviously have heard a bunch of guys that are already entering the transfer portal from a lot of different schools um Cade McNamara left uh has entered the transfer portal Damian George uh, a big offensive lineman from Alabama who started some this year is also in the transfer portal. Uh, I mean, there's a ton. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So I'm not going to name them all because there's been like already, uh, yeah, Dante Thornton. That's another kid. Uh, Seven McGee, who obviously entered the transfer portal. He's, you know, been said to be working out down here and everything. So there's a lot of movement. And there's also players that nobody's ever heard of that are playing in the FCS level or playing at some other schools that people don't know about that are absolutely big time power five uh, talents as well. So uh, we're going to see a lot of that starting December 5th, and we'll have something special for you guys on that as well. Um, really quick, we'll go over offense as a whole, because I think we took, we took too much time on the defense anyways. But uh, I think the biggest question marks, Actually, no, they're all a big question. Here's Mark. Grade, F minus. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's go position. <laughs> yeah, the whole offense. The whole offense. Yeah. Yeah. You can't score. It's kind of an important thing for an Is offense. Is there anything <laughs> less than an F minus that we I can mean, do? <laughs> I mean, we did move the ball well that one game at one point. I don't that know one which game. one it was, but at one North point, Carolina I distinctly remember the ball going. Yeah, it was North Carolina. North Carolina. We didn't North score Carolina. a lot of points, but the ball moved. So that's where it's only one minus instead of like three. Oh, man. it's it, Look, it's hard to give a grade. I, I, I guess I don't want to take up too much time on it, but the offensive line, obviously a huge disappointment. But it's but if uh, at the end of the year we're we're starting we're starting a 270 pound left tackle and we're uh, who's a fourth string guy we're starting fourth third and fourth string uh, guards as well you're really not going to get much further than where you got anyways this, it's not a matter of talent development there it's a mat it's a lack of depth and blue we talked about this ad nauseum before the season right depth is going to be still an issue in the offensive line got a lot of young players you can't really count on s cooper there he came in and he actually played pretty well for a freshman Very well. um you know john campbell actually didn't play too bad as a left tackle but you're talking about you know look zion nelson wasn't even around and i don't even know I, I think the hype was a little bit overstated for him anyways but you know he's still a piece right he's still depth didn't play the whole entire season uh at the guard position jalen rivers got hurt early uh, Ja'Kai Clark hasn't really played up to uh, the level that we thought he could. T.J. Scaife is not a right tackle, playing out of position, not a great talent either. Then at right guard, you just had a carousel of guys go through there, and then the depth just was not there at all. So disappointing all around for me uh, on the offensive line. I'll put it this way. What grade would you give the offensive line? Because um, I don't want to go into you know too much of a breakdown there. But, D.J., what grade would you give them? C minus. I mean, you know, they weren't they weren't awful, but they were definitely disappointing, especially since I believe I rated them highly uh, in the preseason. Yeah. But that's why I'm not a betting man and why I don't gamble on these games <laughs> because uh, I would lose all my money and live in a cardboard box. Vish, what's great? What grade would you give the offensive line? D minus. D minus. Blue. What about you? Can we give him a Z? We can give him a Z. Uh, we can no, give him a they... Z. 
<laughs> well, they ended with nine guys. I think yeah, eight yeah, or that's nine bad. Guys at the end of the year. And you look at Lawrence Seymour and, you know, like you said, Ja'Kai uh, Clark. And, I mean, uh, the kid Matthew McCoy, McCoy never really got he never into played, the really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and John Campbell, as you mentioned, and the uh, Logan Sagapalo and, yeah. I'd say the D would be would be doing them justice and has no reflection because I don't want this to get back and and uh, my guy Maribal get all upset <laughs> at me. But you know the whole thing is it is what it is. I mean you you have no depth if you don't have anybody to work with. Uh, but um, I think if if they work hard with Lawrence Seymour and he gets his ass in the gear, he's he has a the opportunity to be really really special for him. Uh, like you said, I, Rivers got hurt. That hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. He got hurt. Um, and he was playing okay. He wasn't playing as good, but he's still better than whatever we had out there. Now, look, my issue is also though, some of these guys are small, man. Like Ines Cooper is not. He looks like he looks like a a, a, a freaking beast out there. But yeah, some of these, some of these guys are small. Jakai is a small guy. Uh, Lawrence Seymour is a smaller smallerish guy as well. DJ Scaife as well. And if you know anything, and you know Blue, and I think Vish and DJ, you know as well, if you know anything about the type of offensive line that Mario and Alex Mirabal want to have, it's... Yeah, this ain't it. (laughs) This ain't it. It's some big mammoth human beings. We're talking about 6'6", 6'5", 6'7", guys all throughout, even at center. Look at South Carolina. I watched them the other day. They blew Clemson right off the damn ball at times because they were 6'7", 293, 6'6", 305. Uh, You know, guys that were agile, guys that were had long wingspans. Not for nothing, but the pit offensive line averaged 310 pounds. Yeah. And that's why they have Izzy Abataconda back there rushing for 1,500 yards for the season. Yeah. You know, the, the, you need those ginormous dudes, and that's what Mario is going to. And trust me, I mean, some of the guys that he's already got. I mean, Francis Magoa is not a small guy. Connor no, no. Lewis, Connor Lewis. Frankie Tanalu is not small either. Frankie so. Tanalu, and I know he needs a little bit of development, but he's six seven, three hundred and five, three hundred and ten pounds that. already. You can't, right? And that's what he wants. He wants those big guys that he can run the football with, right? And Connor Lou is gonna take is gonna take a spot next year. I guarantee you, right? Like those, these are the type of guys. And now if he gets Samson, Samson is six seven, three hundred and twenty pounds. I mean, those are the type of guys that Mario wants to bring in. He's gonna bring in some transfer portal t- uh, offense alignment as well. Without that, this this offensive this offense is not gonna be crap. I don't care who it is, who the offensive coordinator is. If you don't have a good offensive line, you're gonna get your quarterback killed anyways. Speaking of right. quarterbacks. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's get a grade on the quarterbacks. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go with <sighs> D- D- Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For disappointment. D for disappointment because I was... That's not the way the letter grades work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how mine work. (laughs) D for disappointment because it's not really about being disappointed in in the type in in you know Jakari Brown and Jake Garcia. I was actually disappointed in, in in Tyler Van Dyke, right? You are a big time quarterback. Okay. You're coming in. You had a, a solid campaign last year. I know albeit with a different offense and a lot of different players, but you're 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 rated as as one of the best quarterbacks in the country coming in. You gotta be better than that to start off the season. Okay, the way that he started off the season, regardless of uh, of of, uh, of offensive scheme or whatnot, it's kind of unacceptable the way he started. Then he got things going a little bit. Then he got hurt, and he never recovered after that. So I'm really disappointed in the way that he came out, um, and, and and I'm just I'm kind of disappointed in the development of the quarterbacks as well. I think Jakari Brown showed us glimpses of what he can be. Still needs a year of development. I know Vish. I keep telling you that. I probably drive you crazy with saying that about uh jakari brown but i think he's he's got the intangibles right he's got that vince young <laughs> look that everybody talks about about how that's what he looks like a lot of people are saying that slow down on the vince young thing vince young was a heisman kind of guy he won a national title one of the best college quarterbacks ever you know if you kind of want to put him in that in that conversation you definitely can but i i, I see what they're, what they're talking about um Another type of regression, we're, we're going to go with Jake Garcia, completely regressed as well as to what we thought that he was going to be, uh, how he was going to be able to, to, to develop. Um, it's just been a disappointment all around. I'd be very interested to see. Um, and, and this goes and this goes also on the coaches as well. I think Frank Ponce, uh, you know, kind of struggled in developing these guys as well. And I don't, I don't know what happened with TVD, whether it was something – in his head, it was outside influences, whatever the case was. He just did not play great, okay? He did not play great. He kept getting hurt, okay? And then we kept throwing him out there, which was kind of stupid to begin with. <laughs> but point is, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. Uh, probably going to see a lot of movement at that quarterback position. Is TBD going to come back? Uh, is Jake Garcia going to move on? And what's what's going to happen with Jakari and Emery Williams coming in next year? Also, there's a lot of movement there. Are we going to go after a transfer uh, portal guy? Because, look, I hate to throw out the name because I know a lot of people are not a fan of it, but Cade McNamara had, went 12-0 and with Josh Gaddis as his offensive coordinator last year, and I know he got, he got beat out by J.J. McC- uh, McCaffrey uh, this year. McCaffrey, right? Yeah, Jason McCarthy. 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 I'm sorry, excuse me, McCarthy. Um, this year, or uh, McCaffrey, but, but the, yeah, or McCaffrey, right? But but he did go 12 and 0 with Josh Gaddis last year. So a lot of people are saying, well, why don't you bring him in here? I'm I'm not saying I want him here. I'm just saying there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to start hitting the portal now. You're going to see a lot of movement there as well. I'm not excited about what happened with the quarterback position. I think I was very disappointed. I expected better things from from the quarterback position. I'm going to go. Excuse me, I'm going to go with a D for disappointment. Vish, what do you got? We'll go the other way around this time. I'll go with the C. Um, I agree with what you, what you said overall, but I never – I mean, we talked about this in the preseason. Like, we couldn't afford an injury there. And that's why it was harder on the offensive line. Your number one job is to not get the quarterback killed. And as bad as Van Dyke was at the beginning of the year, he took a pounding. Yeah, he did. And, you know, this offensive line could not pick up a blitz to save its life. 
and and that's what ultimately got him injured and ultimately really killed the season because at that point you're probably going that, that's a good one Gary that's for the whole offense not just in the quarterbacks um <laughs> well using jazz's grading system the, the whole office should should get a C that's correct um but you know the <laughs> offensive line got him injured and that that did derail the season because I don't think anyone really thought Jakari was ready to play this year extensively yeah. and I have no idea what happened to Jake. Well, we didn't see Jake Garcia play a lot last year either. So we did it. So but we I felt mean, that just based off of what we saw. Oh my God, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be great. Right. But, but I think yeah. this whole year, like any predictions we had, everything was predicated on Tyler Van Dyke <laughs> is going to be outstanding. Right. True. And he wasn't. And then he finally started playing better and then he got injured. Yep. So I'll give it a C just because I think Van Dyke did some good things this year. And I do think the season would have gone a lot better with him. And, it's hard to grade on injuries, but yeah, no, it's definitely he was disappointed at the beginning of the year, and then again, starting with that, you know, that North Carolina game he played really well. Um, it just <laughs> as Gary said, couldn't score, and then you know, he got hurt. You know what? Flo did mention something on his show yesterday that I've been thinking about the whole entire season, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I I, I can't believe I haven't even mentioned it. But is it me? And he said he asked the same thing. Is it me or did he look? a lot less mobile this year than he did last year. Because you saw he was struggling. He, he looked like get, he was afraid to take a hit. Right? Well, I mean, I think that, that might have played <laughs> a big part. few yeah. of them, though. That, that yeah, might have oh, played yeah. a, big, a big part in it. However, the best way to sometimes avoid a hit is to get out of the pocket because he got drilled in the pocket, right? He got drilled in, uh, at the line. So, But the, so, to my point is, he just didn't look as mobile period. Like it wasn't even about scrambling. He just didn't look as mobile. I don't know if it's, he put on bad weight or what the hell happened, but I don't know about you guys, but did I see something wrong there or, or am I right? He's just did not look as mobile as he did last year. No, he was more of a pocket passing type of quarterback this year. I thought, and you know, part of his game last year, meaning 2021 that worked in his favor was his ability to scramble. And, like you said, he just didn't have it this year, and that part of his game was definitely missed, if only for protecting himself. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, what's your what's your great blue on the quarterback position? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, obviously, um, Sharon Moore has done pretty good with J.J. McCaffrey. <laughs> I mean, he's 12-0, <laughs> uh, too. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, he runs a different type of offense as well. I mean, it's still – it's still what they had. Uh, um, I'd say C minus because at least you get a chance to see one of the quarterbacks that has an opportunity to compete for the future. Uh, you know, and Jacory Brown. Um, obviously, I definitely think that Jake Garcia took nine steps back. He didn't look anywhere in like he did. Um, I don't think Tyler's back, guys. I just think he goes to like SMU, or I really do. I just don't think that I would love to see him back, and I'm sure Mario. But there's what is there to keep him here? I, that's my point. He's got all the ability, and we've said he's got ability. Everybody saw it. NFL scouts saw it last year. Strong, you know, fairly strong arm, good accurate arm. Right. But I, I just think that. I think if he's back, it's a difference, but I don't know. I just didn't – if I'm him, what, do I'm, what am I coming well, back to? I think there's, there's a couple of things. One is I would be surprised – obviously, I don't have any insider knowledge, so this isn't a prediction. I'd be surprised based on what we saw if there was any movement on the offensive staff of some kind. Um, 
And at the end of the day, if if TBD comes back, he is barring something bizarre happening, going to be pretty much guaranteed to be the starting quarterback. Oh, no doubt. At no a P five ACC team, he is a P five. Yeah. So like, and and as much as my as bad as we were this year, and we can win with him. We can still win with him. Right. So so no, we'll blue ask what's keeping him here. That's what's right. keeping him here. Well, like, I'll as tell much you as this. going to SMU is is like going to a coordinator, or a just coach he would go for like six dollars. Notre Dame, right? which is a P five. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah but you're not guaranteed. Here. Yeah, you're not guaranteed to start in those situations. SMU, he would definitely probably walk in and start. He knows the offensive corner. I get that, but that's dropping down a level. Like that is not the level of Miami, and he's pretty much the starting quarterback in Miami if he comes back. But Vish, quarterbacks rarely transfer in those situations. Vish, it's all about development. Okay, and he's going to get to the NFL no matter what. So if you're with a school uh, with Lashley at SMU, you're going to continue to develop. You're going to be an NFL quarterback. Or if you stay here, you're going to put the stakes in the ground and he's going to be the guy, but people around him are not going to be what he needs. So I don't know. I, here's you know, here's I, what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. I think TVD wants to be here. Okay, I think he wants to come back. But he is going to keep a close eye on what we do with the offensive staff. And if he's not convinced in what we do, or if there's changes that are going to be made, he does have a, a very good relationship with one certain Tommy Reese. And we all know where Tommy Reese is, right? So right. he does have a really good relationship with him because of family. It's a family thing from what I understand. So if there's anywhere that I see him leaving to, which sucks, if there's anywhere that I see him going, it is to Notre Dame. Yeah. And I know it's been talked about. I know a lot of people are, are mentioning Notre Dame a lot with TVD's name. But I think the only way he leaves is if he's truly not 100% happy with the situation here from the offensive side of the ball. If you know, if we bring in a guy or it, even if Gattis stays and they kind of switch, the, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. I know there's a lot of rumors and a lot of things swirling. We won't speculate on what happens with Coach Gaddis or anything like that. If we had it our way, I think that it might be in his best interest to not be back. And I, I, when I say that, I, I'm talking about, excuse me, Coach Gaddis. Um, but at the same time, I think that the, the office is going to go as that quarterback position goes. And if TVD is here and he's healthy, then there's an opportunity to win football games. If he's not here, then I think you get you better go to the transfer portal and get yourself a nice a nice quarterback because if not, you're going to struggle here again next year. Yep. And, and but look at the year Spencer Rattlers had. You see, that's what I'm saying. He had a Change crappy year though until he started beating Tennessee, beat Tennessee and Clemson. I mean, yeah, he had a crappy year. He was okay. You know what I mean? Now but, he's got he got twelve touchdowns in yeah, two games. And, yeah. Now he's a yeah, first round there again. It's which is twelve more than Miami had. Didn't he, so, get ben- he got benched in the middle of the season, if I recall correctly. I, I don't I don't remember. Yeah, what. he got benched early in the year, he but did, then right? all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, but then he beat the crap out of two top ten teams. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Which kind of changes the whole thing. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so, um, last but not least, we'll 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 do a duel here. We'll do court. Uh, Wide receivers and running backs. I think as a whole, uh, the wide receiver, the running back position, again, riddled with injuries. I know uh, Parrish. I don't know what happened to DJ there, but um, <laughs> um, he, got, he got riddled with an injury too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I bet he did. Um, 
look, the situation at running back is this, right? It was a lot of injury, injuries. Um, um, you know, Henry Parrish was solid. He was the best running back. He played great when he was on the field, though, because he got hurt a lot also. Uh, we can't really say anything for Don Chaney at this point. I love Don. I think he could have been the best running back on this team, but I think at this point it might be a good idea for him to maybe start fresh somewhere else. Um, and maybe he, Chaney? Yeah, yeah, Chaney. I think a change might be good for him. I don't know. I love Don Chaney. I think he can come in and he can start on this team, but he's just had too many issues, too many injuries, and I don't know. It's tough, man. That's tough. I don't know how many players we've seen come back from so many different injuries and be a really successful running back at the same place. You see Robert Burns kind of playing a little bit better at UConn now that he's out. I, I don't I don't know, man. I love him, but I think that he needs to move on. <laughs> Robert um, Burns, he's got to be older than you. I think he's like 38. He's close. He's yeah. a year younger than me. Um, <laughs> but uh, for me, I think, look, another one that I know some people want him back because he's shown flashes of – of the old of the old uh, rooster, but I don't know if, if rooster sticks around either. Um, you got citizen coming in, and got citizen you... coming in. You got Paris that's going to stay here. We know Fat is moving moving on. Uh, as uh, um, as our friend Vish likes to call him, Luscious Stanley. I know he's leaving. He's a six year guy, so he, yeah. he you know. Um, but well, if they get one of these marquee backs, like a uh, or two not... or two. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> and and blue, they're going in the transfer portal and getting a stud running back. I guarantee. Oh you yeah, that. yeah, they're yeah. Gonna do it again. Um, so it's you know it, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with with that running back group. So I you know I'm gonna give them a C just because they've had so many injuries. Uh, and the wide receivers, uh, I'm gonna give them probably a D minus. Uh, it's just. You know, forget about the the only injury was really to uh, X and maybe a little bit of Jacoby George, but he still hadn't shown me anything yet. And I love Jacoby George. I, 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 you know, I've always said that I thought he was probably the most talented wide receiver on this team, but still hasn't shown me crap either. I think it's Xavier Restrepo. Kobe Young came in um, towards the uh, middle to end of the season, and uh, you know, there's there's no surprise that his production, his productivity died down once TVD got hurt. Also, right? Shocker right. There. And but, Frank Gladstone um, on and off, Frank, and another one that was very disappointing. So Rashard Redding a little bit uh, on and off. Uh, and Romello Brinson never up. has a chance. Nothing. And you know what? Romello Brinson is a guy that works really hard. Uh, don't yeah. make no mistake about it. He's a hard working player. Uh, there's a lot of rumors out there about certain things and which are not true about Romello. So um, I would be I'll be honest with you. I'd be surprised if Romello doesn't actually stick around. And fight fight it out. I, I I think that he might be that that guy that might do that. But that wide receiver core is going to look completely different. I don't see anybody but X, Kobe Young, and um, Brashard. Even Brashard Smith has yeah, Brashard. But, but Brashard is kind of like a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Yeah. So I can see him doing a lot of different things. But um, I'm and saying maybe, he, and maybe another guy. At least he he you know what he made uh, contributions and uh, right. Right, right, improved. Right. And I think that pretty much from a talent standpoint, the most disappointing is Michael Redding. Cause I watched Michael since he was in, you know, like early high school years, smart kid, uh, ran really good patterns. He just has no leadership. And that's, that's something you're going to have to have on this team. You know, I mean, uh, oh, like yeah. I said, Jacoby George kind of didn't do it for me from day one. Uh, he just, He's two on and off. So I would, like you said, if you're going to keep 
you know, Romello Brinson's going to stay around, use his ass. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm with use you. him. I'm with you 100%. Um, I, I mean, do you guys agree with those ratings? I would give a C to the running backs and, and probably a D minus or a D to the wide receivers. How do you guys feel, DJ and Vish? Yeah, the wide receivers I thought were extremely underwhelming this year. I mean, I know they had injuries, like you guys said, to, to X especially. X's, X's um, you know, loss was felt. But, you know, you know, running backs, I felt, you know, um, Parrish had some really good games. Then he kind of tailed off a little bit. And, th- and that could be said almost for the entire position. It was kind of interesting to see. Knighton have 72 yards this past weekend, but he was hampered with injuries. So it was just an injury riddled position for both the running backs and wide receivers. And quite honestly, they didn't show enough as a unit to get it done. I agree. Vish, any thoughts? Yeah, Knighton no, fumbled I... again this weekend. And yeah, he did. Just, <laughs> yeah. Lucky we got it back. <laughs> I know. I I literally turned to my friend. I was like, maybe this game will go our way. We finally got McCarty. Boy, was I wrong. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, I don't. I don't know what's going. The running back is probably the only position where you're like, there's in there's plenty of talent here that's underperforming. I think a lot of the other positions like we need new players in there. Yeah. Like you mentioned, like I mean, Cheney just keeps getting hurt. He'll probably. So I might look elsewhere, especially as we have new guys coming in, citizen healthy next year. Yep. You know, how many carries is he really going to get? But it's probably that I still don't know why Knighton keeps fumbling, but it's probably the position I'm least worried about, especially if you can do something with the offensive line. I agree. You'll, you'll, there's always – there's a dime a dozen really good running backs, so I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I think receivers are almost opposite. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we just need a talent. Well, hey, Tyrese Chambers, uh, Theo Wees just entered the transfer portal. Um, I know some of those names you know, Blue, but uh, we just we uh, see that we need a complete talent overhaul yeah. on the receiver yeah. position. Yeah, but I'll tell you a place we don't is that tight end. I think in two years it may be the best tight end room yep. in the nation. Do you see the haul that we're bringing in those three? Oh, those are awesome. Yep. They're all, plus, you still remember Arroyo was hurt, and he didn't get back. a chance. Yep. And he was he was definitely a good a decent target. And then you got Mamorelli, who I think, I think still has an added he's opportunity. I think he's leaving. I think Mamorelli will be leaving. Yeah, but you know if he, I'll, I'll tell you the guy to look out for. Blue Jaleel Skinner is Khalil Brantley. Actually, yeah. he came on. He came on at the end of the season. They just didn't find him because our. But will he get an opportunity? Because right. you're bringing in some pretty decent guys. I think Mario Plus likes got, him though. I think Mario huh? likes him a lot. I think Mario likes Khalil a lot. Um, and Jaleel I like him. Skinner. He's, Oh, Jaleel, yeah, he just needs to learn how to. He's he's another Will Mallory right now. Can't block for for crap. So neither yeah, can Gasecki, and he's like amongst the best tight end well, yeah. catching tight ends in the NFL. Uh, yeah, well, like Gasecki is he's like a wide receiver playing tight end. So um, they put him out wide more than anything else. You see, Darren Smythe, and anyway, we're getting into the Dolphins there. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so some recruiting nuggets before we get out of here. Um, you know, I know a lot of you have heard already, but expect some big splashes, some big names uh, coming out real soon here as um, uh, uh, Mario is making some huge moves with some big, big time high school. This is a high school guys, because look, at the end of the day, the portal guys are going to get you there quicker for the most part. Right. Because they're more developed. They're older guys. But the high school but keeps you on the map. It's about the high school kids and the development that you can have with these high school kids. And if you can get some 
big time, big time, big time um, home run um, commits like Miami is looking to get right now. Just be on the lookout because what they're going to do right now is just uh, from, from, you know, from little nuggets that I have, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun for you, for you fans that love recruiting. Because uh, I know a lot of you don't get excited about recruiting because it doesn't mean anything until they get on the field. And I get that. And I understand that too. But I think, look, at the end of the day, the big teams win with the best players. Okay. And that the whole thing of stars doesn't matter is, is a joke. It's crap. It's bull crap. Um, you win with the best players. That's why the Clemsons and the Alabamas and the Georgias and the USC's uh, now, obviously, but, you know, these big time programs that are at the top all the time this is why they win because they have the best talent they get all the five stars and they get all the high-end four stars and they develop their players but you got to get those guys miami's making some moves with some big time guys that they are in competition with with those type of teams and mario's no slouch and mario's no uh uh he's used to going against the alabamas and the georgias and beating them as you can see, he's already beat him for a couple of guys like Cormani McLean and Malik Bryan and so on. So uh, Francis and so and the, and the list goes on. So keep it locked because you're going to get some really, really, really interesting uh, news soon, potentially on the defensive side of the ball too, which obviously we could always use uh, some big-time players there. But um, on the offensive side of the ball, it's looking really good also. So keep it locked. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to say much more than that, but I think that uh, – National early national signing day is going to be a fun one for the Miami uh, Hurricanes. Good. We'll have a we'll have an early signing day special uh, for you guys. We'll do like a little roundtable thing. Um, <laughs> well, Gary has a special request for you, Vish, on the on the chat. Gary has a special request for you. Now we're gonna, we're 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 uh, we're going to skip Manscaped tonight. Yeah, Gary, I can talk about quantum computing if you want, but yes, the, the, the the, Manscaped, I, I I will not be doing. He is a foremost uh, world-renowned expert in quantum. Uh, well, it didn't say world-renowned. Whatever, I'm just throwing that in there. It sounds nice. Go ahead, go ahead and embellish at this point. <laughs> I don't even uh, know what that is. This is why I just write. No, this is why I just of, write. None of us know what it is. None of us know. I don't think this. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, I do know what it is. Yeah, he so does. Yeah, he does. It's, just, it's I, I did did I did talk publicly about it. So yeah, well, Fish hey, wants to punch you right now and do that off stream. Fish had an ear. He had an earpiece on. He had an earpiece on. I did not. I did not. I I studied. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Uh, make sure you guys keep logged here every Monday night at 8 30 um, <clears throat> for the Six Rings Kane show. We'll have uh we'll also do some college football like playoff stuff for you as well. I think we should, considering we're not get some guests. Crap. We'll get some guests. Yeah, we'll get some guests and we'll do some playoff football, uh some playoff college footballs. We'll go through some of the big time bowls um and what our thoughts are on yeah, maybe we'll do like our top ten or our top twelve. Of, we'll do a bowl uh, show. And we'll definitely do a bowl show. That's 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 what we're looking for. Uh, maybe do it in the next couple of weeks of, as we gear up for bowl right. season. So that'll be fun to watch. But make sure you keep it locked for the um, recruiting shows as well, as we will have a, a host of of people coming on talking about some recruiting as well. Because now it's recruiting season, it's transfer portal season, and that's what we got uh, to look forward to. So make sure you keep it locked for that. Uh, Vish, DJ Blue. Always a pleasure. We'll hey see guys. you guys. We'll see you guys next Monday night. See you later. The Six Rig King Show. The Six Rig King Show. The Six Rings King Show. You know.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.